0: بَابْ مَنْ رَأَىٰ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ Now all of these ahadith, what do they show us? How eager the companions were to perform sajda tilawa None of them would stay behind. But what about the opinion that it is not obligatory? Yes, it is not obligatory. And what's the proof of that? So many proofs. Imam Bukhari mentions over here. That if there is some reason... And a person is not able to perform Sajda tilawah Then they can leave it I want you to think about it this way One is that you are reciting on your own Okay For the purpose of correcting your tajweed Or completing your lesson Or completing your daily goal Your daily target Or you are memorizing Whatever reason You are reciting on your own Okay And the other is that you are listening to the recitation in a group of people Okay, so when you are reciting on your own and let's say you recite a verse of prostration and you didn't even remember that you were supposed to prostrate and you missed the prostration you went on is that something wrong? not at all or let's say you are memorizing that verse you prostrated once already now if you are reading it 10 times, 50 times how many times are you going to? perform that sajda right so you're reciting individually if you leave it no harm but if you're listening in a gathering where the imam prostrated or the reciter prostrated then over there can you leave it should you leave it no because we see that there was this one man who refused to prostrate remember what did he do? He just took a handful of dust and put it on his head and he said, this is enough for me. I can't lower myself. I can't humble myself. And and this was arrogance. Right? So on your own, if you're reciting and you leave the prostration of recitation, no harm. But in a gathering where everybody's prostrating, then there, it's best not to leave it. Anyway, one of the proofs that Imam Bukhari mentions to show that it is not mandatory to perform the Sajdah, وَقِيلَ Imran بْنِ حُسَيْنٍ It was said to Imran bin Hussein. So Imran bin Hussein, a scholar, he was asked about a, رجل, about a man who يَسْمَعُ السَّجْدَةَ So Imran bin Hussein is being asked a question about a man who hears the verse of prostration وَلَمْ يَجْلِسْ لَهَا and he did not sit down for it. Okay? Somebody is asking Imran bin Hussein that there was this man, he was walking or he was standing, and somebody recited an ayah of prostration, and this man didn't sit down. He didn't sit down. We're like, sit down, what does that have to do? You know? In many cultures, you know, we have invented things in the religion, isn't it? There are so many things that we have invented in the religion. Like for example, if the Adhan is going on, many women, what they do is that they will cover their head. right? Otherwise, they won't cover their head. But if the Quran is being recited, the Adhan is being recited, what will they do? Instantly, cover their head. I I have seen women covering their heads even with like a handkerchief. You know, like a small piece of cloth. A paper napkin even. Right? Why? Because... I don't know why But they think it's necessary to do it So for Sajda Tilala Also people think that There are certain things that you have to do Like for instance They will complete the recitation of the Quran And at the end they will do 15 Sajdas Right? Again, no proof from the Sunnah You don't have to do that So at that time There was this concept that If an ayah of prostration is recited You've got to sit down You've got to show respect. Okay? So somebody did not sit down and they got in trouble. So Imran bin Hussein is being asked that what do you say about this man who showed disrespect to the verse of sajda? He did not sit down. قَالَ He responded, أَرَأَيْتَ لَوْ قَعَدَ لَهَا He said, so what? Even if he sat. So what? Even if he sat. كَأَنَّهُ la yujibu عَلَيْهُ As if what he was saying is, that it is not necessary for him to perform the sajda. Okay? Meaning, he's saying, you're talking about sitting? Of course. Even if he sat, if he remains sitting, no harm. So what he's saying is, it is not necessary to prostrate, it's not necessary to even sit down. You can stay standing, you can keep walking. Okay? وَقَالَ سَلْمَانُ And Salman said, ما لِهَذَا غداونا This is not why we came here. Salman, this is Salman al-Farisi radiallahu anhu. Alright? And there is a narration in which we learned that once Salman al-Farisi radiallahu anhu passed by a group of people who were sitting. And as he passed by them, they recited a verse of prostration, or one of them recited a verse of prostration. And everybody went into sajda. Okay? But Salman Radiallahu'an who did not prostrate. So somebody asked him that what's going on? How come you didn't prostrate? Everybody prostrated here, but you did not. He said, I did not come here for this, meaning I'm just passing by. If I stop my work, right, leave my work and come here to do the sajdah tilawa, I didn't come for this purpose. Right? So what does this show us? That firstly it's not mandatory to perform this sajda. And secondly, on the listener also, it's not mandatory, unless and until he is the mustamir. Remember, there's the samir and the mustamir. Who is the samir? The one who just hears, he's passing by. Right? And the mustamir is who? Who's listening. So the people who were sitting there were who? Mustami'oon. And Salman radiyallahu anhu was who? Samir. Wa qala uthman anhu, and Uthman رضي الله said that إِنَّمَا السَّجْدَةُ عَلَى مَنْ إِسْتَمَعَهَا That indeed the sajda of prostration is only for who? The one who استَمَعَهَا استَمَعَهَا is what? Listening attentively Not the other people وَقَالَ الزُّهْرِيُ And Az-Zuhri said لَا يَسْجُدُ A person does not have to prostrate إلا أَن يَكُونَ طَاهِرًا Except that he is in a state of purity. This was the opinion of Imam Az-Zuhri. That you can only perform sajda tilawa if you have wudu. Okay? This was the opinion of Imam Az-Zuhri. However, let's continue the statement. He said, faida سَجَدْتَ So when you prostrate, وَأَنْتَ فِي حَضَرٍ And you are at home, فَاسْتَقْبِلِ الْقِبْلَةَ Then you should face the qibla. So he said if you are at home And you recite a surah In which there is a verse of prostration And you do the prostration You should face the Qibla Okay And if you are riding Meaning you are traveling عليك, Then there is no blame on you Wherever your face is Meaning whatever direction you prostrate in No harm So what he's saying is that at home, where you have control over the situation, you will face the Qibla. And when you're traveling and you don't have control over the direction, then you will prostrate in whatever direction that you're in. Okay? Now, why is Imam Bukhari mentioning this here? What's the name of the Bab? What's the chapter heading? What's the chapter heading? من رأى أن الله عز وجل لم يوجب السجود He's proving that the sajda Tilawa is not mandatory How does this statement prove that the sajda tilawa is not mandatory? The statement of Imam How does that prove that the sajda tilawa is not mandatory? Think about it That's a very good point That according to Imam You should do it with wudu Right? Which means that If you don't have wudu, you don't have to do it. Which means you have the option to leave it. Right? When it comes to fard prayer, can you leave it just because you don't have wudu? What are you supposed to do? Go find water and do wudu. And if you cannot find water, then what do you do? You do tayammum. Very good point. Any other reason? Exactly. The condition of facing the qibla is not there. Because he's saying that if you're traveling, then you can do this prostration in whatever direction that you are. Right? But remember, when it comes to the fault prayer, when it comes to the mandatory prayers, can you perform them in whatever direction the car is going in? No, you've got to stop the car and then pray. Unless you're in a situation where the car cannot be stopped. Like for example, you're stuck in the middle of the highway. Alright? And you've been stuck in the highway for like two hours. And there's no exit coming anywhere near. And there's no way that you could stop the car, park on the side and pray because there's rainy weather or there's snowing or something like that. So in that situation, of course, you will pray however you are. But in general, for the first prayer, you stop your journey and you pray. And then you continue. Okay. وَكَانَ saibu, And Yazid la yasjudu li al he would not prostrate when the qas would recite such a verse who is a qas Qas. qassa yaqussu nahnu naqussu narrator of what story storyteller so a qas is a storyteller okay there were people who would narrate stories Stories of who? Of the Prophets or stories from the Qur'an. And sometimes in those stories it would also recite the Qur'an. Okay? So if there was a storyteller who's standing, telling a story, all right, and in that he recites a verse of prostration, a Sa'ib ibn Yazid, he would not prostrate over there. Okay? Which means that it's not wajib, it's not mandatory to prostrate at the recitation of such an ayah. Right? And this also tells us another important thing, that if a verse of prostration is quoted, let's say, in a lecture, in a talk, does that happen? A lot. Let's say you're sitting in a conference. Right? And what happens, there's a person giving a lecture and they recite an ayah, or they mention an ayah, in which there is a verse of prostration, what should you do there? Should you prostrate over there? No, for two reasons. One reason is because the person who read it did not prostrate. So you as a listener are not required to prostrate until the reciter does, right? And secondly, because it is just a talk, it's just a lecture, meaning it's not a khutbah, it's not a sermon, it's not the Friday sermon, it's not the prayer it's not a qari who is reciting all right so the context matters a lot hadathana ibrahim ibn musa qala akhbarana hisham ibn yusuf anna ibn jurayj akhbarahum qala akhbarani abu bakr ibn abi mulaikah ibn jurayj he reported and he said that abu bakr ibn abi mulaikah Reported from who? An Uthman abdul Rahman al Taymiyyi, An Rabi'at abdullah ibn al Hudayr al Taymiyyi. Qala Abu Bakrin wa kana Rabi'atu min khyarin nasi, Amahabara Rabi'atu min Umar abdul Khattab radiallahu anhu. So Rabi'ah, he is basically narrating, and Rabi'ah is who? From the khyarin nas, the best of people who were present. In the life of Umar bin Khattab رضي الله عنه. So basically, it is said that he was one of the best people present over there, and he's reporting. So Rabi'a is reporting that Umar bin Khattab قرأ يوم الجمعة على المنبر بسورة النحل Umar رضي الله عنه recited on Friday on the Mimbar with surah with surah surah al-Nahl. Now, why would he be reciting on the Mimbar on Friday? What is going on? What is going on? Khutbah. Umar is giving the Friday sermon, and in that sermon, he recites Surah An-Nahl. Hatta idha as-sajdah. until when he came to the verse of prostration, what did he do? Nazala. He came down from the mimbar. And when he came down from the mimbar, fasajada. He prostrated. Can you imagine if this happened today? During a Friday sermon, the Imam comes down from the minbar and he performs a sajda, People would be like, what is going on here? We have no concept of this. Anyway, he came down prostrated, was sajdah nas. And the people also prostrated. This happened when? On a Friday. Hatta idha kanatul jumu'atul tu, Until when it was the following Friday. So the next Friday, what happened? Qara biha. Again, Umar Abdullah anhu recited the same surah, the same verses on the mimba. Hatta ila as sajdatah until when he came to the verse of prostration. Now this time, he's not coming down. قال, he said, Ya ayyuha nas, O people, inna Indeed we have been commanded To perform the sajda Meaning the sajda of prostration فَمَنْ سَجَدَ فَقَدْ asaba. So whoever prostrates At the recitation of such a verse Then he has done the right thing وَمَنْ لَمْ يَسْجُدْ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ And whoever does not prostrate Then there is no sin upon him This is a statement of who? Umar anhu. What is the statement? We have been commanded to prostrate, but this command is not at the level of of obligatory, right? Of obligation. So if somebody prostrates, good. And if somebody does not, no harm, no sin. After he said that, Walam yasud Umaru radiallahu anhu. Umar anhu did not come down. He did not perform the sajdah وَزَادَ نَافِعٌ عَنْ إِبْنِ عُمَرٍ And Ibn Umar رضي الله عنه, He reported That إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمْ يَفْرِضِ السُّجُودَ إِلَّا أَنَّ That indeed Allah has not made the sajda mandatory Except if we want Meaning He has left it to us We have the choice We have the choice So what do we learn from this hadith? What lessons do we learn from this hadith? Tell the person sitting next to you Discuss with the person sitting next to you And list three benefits That we can derive from this hadith Three benefits Write them down if you have to And when you have three Raise your hand Very good So basically It is not mandatory on us to do Sajidah tilawah Allah has left it to us If we want we can do it And that would be right And if we leave it Then there is no sin any other benefit we can learn from this hadith? Yes. Yes, that the Sajdah Tilawa may be done during the Jumu'ah, Khutbah. But of course the congregants will only do it if the Imam does it. Yes. Exactly. And it shows how easy our deen is. How practical it is. That, you know, things have not been forced upon us in the sense that there are things that we have to do, right? But then there are other things which have been left to our discretion. You decide based on the, the time, the situation, the place, right? And Umar wain, he was also so wise. One Friday, he performs the sajda. And the next Friday, he does not. But he makes it clear. Any other thing? Yes. The importance of following the imam that Umar ibn Khattab is coming down from the mimbar during the khutbah, performing the sajda, and everybody prostrated after him. No problem. Right? So the importance of following the Imam. Any other benefit? That Umar ibn sometimes performed the sajda tilawah, and there were other times when he did not. Right? So he did not abandon it. No, he did not leave it. Not at all. We see that even in the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. remember Zayd who recited Surah An-Najm, he did not prostrate. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم did not prostrate. Right. So that is important. That yes, although we have been given a choice, but it doesn't mean that we should abandon the Sajdah Tilawa completely. That would be a problem, right? Anything else that you learn from the way of Umar رضي الله عنه? Yes. Yes, he did not leave the people in confusion. Right? Maybe there were people who were confused from the previous Friday. What happened there? You know, he came down and he prostrated. Everybody also prostrated, so I did also, but what happened there? Right? And now he's reciting the same verses. He's not prostrating. He's not leaving the people in confusion. What is he doing? Explaining the concept to them. Yes, that he explained it verbally and he also demonstrated. He also showed with his actions how the sajda tilawah is to be done when and what the ruling concerning it is. And that's the best way of teaching. That you explain verbally also and then you also demonstrate. So Umar رضي الله is reciting Surah Al-Nahl in the khutbah. Right? This is not the prayer, this is the khutbah. Which shows that in the khutbah there is recitation of the Quran, right? That it should be recited. So he recited Surah An-Nahl, and by the way, the verse is Surah An-Nahl, verse number forty-nine: "Wallaahi yasjudu ma fi samawati wa ma fi ardi min dabba wal-malaikatu hum la yastakbirun." All right. "Bab man qara asajda fi al-salati fasajda biha." The one who recited a sajda, meaning a verse of frustration. فِي sala during the prayer, and then fasajadabihah in the prayer he performed the prostration. So in every rak'ah technically you only have two sajdas, correct? Only two. So if you are performing a sajda of recitation, that would be a third sajda. Is that wrong or is that correct? qala qala abi, qala bakrun an abi Abu Rafir said that I performed the Atama prayer with Abu Huraira Radiallahu Anhu. What is the Atama prayer? Aren't there like only five prayers? Which one is the Atama? Hmm? Risha. Okay? Atama means night. So Isha was also called Atama. It's amazing. So many of these words, terms that were common at the time of the Sahaba are completely unknown today and you come across these terms when you read the Hadith anyway, he said, I performed the Atama with Abu Huraira فَقَرَأَ إِذَا السَّمَاءُ and he recited in his Salah Suratul الْإِنشِقَاقَ and when he reached the given verse he went in prostration, فَقُلْتُ so I asked him, مَا what is this? Allah he said sajadtu biha khalf Abi qasim He said I performed sajda at the recitation of this verse behind Abu al-Qasim Who is Abu al-Qasim? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his kunya was what? Abu al-Qasim Why Abu al-Qasim? The father of Qasim Hmm? Because his son was named Qasim, however he died. So I will not stop prostrating at the recitation of this verse until I meet him. Until I meet who? The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And when can that be possible now? Because when he narrated this hadith The Prophet ﷺ was no longer there So what does Abu Huraira mean by that? I will not stop making this prostration Until I meet him Until I die I will always do it Why would Abu Huraira always do sajda at this verse? Because the Prophet ﷺ did it What does this tell us about Abu Huraira? His love for the sunnah His love for the sunnah That yes, even though it's not mandatory However, I'm not going to leave it Because I did it behind him Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now, we see here that This sajda is being performed during prayer Right? So, this teaches us That if we are performing salah And in our salah we recite a surah In which is a verse of prostration When we recite that ayah What should we do? prostrate and if the imam is prostrating then again we should prostrate behind him right and this would of course not be an addition to the salah but a part of salah how would it be a part of salah because the sajda is coming under recitation and the recitation is part of the salah alright how do you perform this sajda during prayer you say Allahu Akbar when going down and Allahu Akbar when getting up right and when is it that you go into sajdah? This sajda When you complete the verse You reach the end of the verse You say Allahu Akbar You go into sajda straight Not rukur You say Allahu Akbar You come back up And when you come back up Then what do you do? Surah al-Fatiha again? No You continue with the recitation What if it was the last ayah Like the end of surah al-Najm Or what if you're reciting surah al-Sajda And you want to stop where the ayah is Then what do you do? You get up from the sajda and you say Allahu Akbar Again and you go into Rukur Okay uh, You know in Ramadan what happens The imam is reciting And all of a sudden you hear Allahu Akbar And everybody goes into Rukur And some people are going into sajda. Has it ever happened to you? Or have you ever seen something like that? Huh? There is some confusion Because everybody is not familiar With the places of prostration Right so then, what if you happen to be that person? That imam is actually going into sajda tilawa and you go in rukur. And then what happens? The imam says, Allahu Akbar. And you're like, why didn't he say, Sami Allah And then he's reciting again. And you're just stuck in your rukur. Do I break my prayer? What do I do? Right? This can happen. So, one scenario is, that the imam went into sajdah, You were in rukur And then all of a sudden you realize No, he said Allahu Akbar It was a different takbir And that verse It actually ended with Wasjudu lillahi wabudus wa There was sajdah, So this must be a sajda Alright So then what can you do? You go straight into sajda Wherever you are You follow the imam You go straight into sajda Alright And you just join him And then you're fine Okay But what if you realize when he's done his sajdah, he's back up and he's reciting the Qur'an and you're still frozen in the position of rukur. Now what? What are you going to do? Are you going to do the sajda yourself and then get up? No. You're just going to get up and follow the imam. But you missed the sajda tirawa. Doesn't matter because it's not mandatory. You understand? It's not mandatory. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to join the Imam as soon as possible. Alright? That is what you're going to do. Okay. Bad Malam Yajid Mawdian Lis Malam Yajid Mawdian. The person who does not find a place, lis for prostration. Why? Minas Because of the crush of people, because of the crowd. What if there are so many people that a person is not able to find a place to do sajda? Then what? حدثنا صدقة قال أخبرنا عن عبيد الله عن نافع عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال wa النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقرأ التي السجدة فيسجد ونسجد. Ibn Umar reported that the Prophet would recite a surah in which there would be a tilawa then he would prostrate and we would prostrate حَتَّى مَا يَجِدُ Ahaduna مَكَانًا لِمَوْضِعِ جَبْهَتِهِ until one of us would not find a place to put his forehead on. So this hadith shows us that it is not necessary to put the forehead on the ground in order to do sajda tilawah. Because the sahaba are saying we would not find a place. If they didn't find a place, that means they didn't do it. Right? So they just gestured, they just lowered their head, bent their heads down, and that is perfectly fine. And if a person you know, sometimes what happens is that everybody's sitting together and the Imam recited or you know, the reciter recited, everybody's in frustration and you're still figuring out what do I do, what do I do? And you didn't remember that you could just Lower your head And then everybody got up from their sajda And now the imam is continuing with the recitation Or the person who is reciting the Quran Is continuing with the recitation Now what? You missed it Okay, you missed it No harm Okay? So there's two options in a situation like this Where there's a huge crowd This is not talking about salah This is talking about outside of salah One option is That you just lower your head And the other option is That you try to find a place And if you don't find it You miss it No harm And with this Alhamdulillah We have completed Our first chapter Right Of sujood al-Qur'an Just a few clarifications I've mentioned them before But just again To make it clear Issues related to women Specifically Does a woman have to Cover her head In order to perform Sajda tilawah No She does not I mean If she has the option Like the hijab Is sitting in the lap Right no harm You can just quickly put it on And do sajda And if you don't have it Right Let's say you are Folding laundry Okay And reciting surat sajda at night Alright Before bed You're reciting surat sajda And as you're reciting You are folding laundry Which you can do All right? Anyway And what happens You reach the verse of prostration. So of course Your head is not covered over there Can you perform sajda Yes you can Can you lower your head and do it? No problem But since you're folding laundry anyway Alright And maybe you're folding your hijabs You can put your hijab on also And perform a sajda Okay You can do that Also purity is not a condition Right Purity is not a condition So a woman can perform the sajda Even in the state of menstruation Any question related to sajda tilawa? Yes Okay, the question is that Does a woman have to cover her head when reciting the Qur'an? No It's not necessary Okay, yes Okay, the question is What should we say when we go into sajda tirawa? What can we say? You can say technically Anything that is permissible to be said in a sajda Okay What is it that you can say in a sajda? SubhanA rabbi al-a'la Right? There are du'as for sajda which you can say. So you can you can do that. Subhana Rabbi al Ala, uh, Subhana Rabbi al Ala Wabi Handi uh Subbuhan Kuddusun Rabul Malay Right? Subhana Dil Jabarut Wal Malakut Wal Kibriya Iwal Avama. Insha'Allah, very soon we will begin memorizing the du'as of Salah. Would you like to do that? The different du'as that you can say in your salah because what happens is that generally we just say subhanakallahu bihamdik in our pm right before the recitation in our rukur, we only know al azim for sajda we only know al ala and many times we hear some duas which can be said but or we read them in a book but they stay in the book Right? we don't get a chance to sit and memorize them so inshallah in this class we will spend some time memorizing the du'as of salah also Inshallah Okay But until then Until then You should know that you can say Any du'a of sajda In sajda tilawa. However there are two du'as Which have been narrated Specifically for sajda tilawa. Okay What are those du'as One is Allahu اكتب لي بها Remember the incident of the man who had a dream Right, and he saw the tree prostrate. So that particular dua. And there's another one. سَجَرَ wa wa Inshallah we'll share these duas with you through the portal. Inshallah. I don't know what situation this would happen in. But you know, just to be clear. Can a woman's or a person's aura be uncovered while they do this such or something? I mean, um, if you are reciting the Qur'an right or you are listening to the Quran then your aura should be covered okay it would be disrespectful to recite the Quran in a state where your body is exposed right or that you are listening to somebody reciting the Quran live to you while your body is exposed that should not be done all right so but if you don't have the hijab on all right or let's say a bit of your arm is showing or you know you're a little bit of maybe your Shin is showing no no harm, okay, but beyond that it's not respectful, because remember that listening to the Quran is also an act of worship, okay. So while it's not mandatory to have the head covered, it is still important that we uh, cover our bodies appropriately. Any other question related to Tilawah? Yes. How about if the teacher is uh, listening and the student reading? And then the student, she did sajda. And you do sajda with her. You have to wait until the student said, Allahu Akbar, and then get like, get up from the sujood? Or? No, you can, okay. you can do it with the student. Okay, you can do it. So if you are listening to your student, right, the fifth student in the day, and they are reciting a verse of prostration, as a teacher, as a listener, are you required to prostrate? When are you required to prostrate? If the reciter prostrates. Right? No you don't have to wait for the person to complete their sajda and get up and then you go into sajda. No. Because it's ma'ahu. If you notice in the, the wording of the hadith that prostrated with him. Okay? Yes, there are uh, narrations in which we learn Yes Judu one as judu. Right? which means that he went into prostration first and then we went because he was the imam so we followed him but that doesn't mean that you wait for him to complete the prostration and then you make your prostration okay you wait for him to go into prostration first and while he's in prostration you also go you don't wait for him to get up okay good question let's say it's the month of Ramadan during taraweeh prayers you are sitting at the back listening to the recitation of the Quran the imam recites, everybody is prostrating. What should you do? You are not in a state of purity and you are just sitting but listening, actively listening. You are not on your phone. You are not talking to people. You came to listen. So then what are you going to do? You are going to prostrate also. Okay? as alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. If the imam do sajda, the Muslim, they have to do sajda. Yes. But here, Hazrat Umar, he is the Imam, and he is not doing sajda. But he is allowing the Muslim that if anyone want to do and if anyone okay. do not Okay, he did not say if anyone wants to do sajda, they can do it. He is saying that the matter has been left to us. We have the choice to either do it or not do it. I did it last week, and I am not going to do it this week. He did not prostrate. He continued with the khutbah and the people behind him also who were listening to the khutbah, they did not prostrate. For the mustamir, is it required to prostrate or is it his choice? It's better for him to prostrate. For the mustamir. Why? Because we see that where one person refused to prostrate, that was arrogance. Okay? So if the reciter is prostrating and you are actively listening to the recitation, then you should do so. Is it mandatory to do sajda tilawa while you're in salah? No, it's not mandatory. It's been left to your discretion. You can decide. Okay? Anything else? Sorry, I missed one thing. Uh, uh, is wazoo necessary for sajda talawah? No, no, it's not necessary. Thank you. We learned the statement of azuhri. He said that it is a requirement, but there is a difference of opinion regarding that, and the stronger opinion is that wudu is not a requirement okay because there are so many narrations which show that a large group of people performing sajdah tilawa and there's no report of somebody not doing it because they didn't have wudu or somebody getting up to go and perform wudu okay yes last question could we say that um, one of the benefit that we learn also today that when we're teacher of quran and we are aware of such a tilawa it's a good opportunity to teach our students to learn about sajdah tilawa when we're teaching, yes, one of those surahs. definitely. However, if you notice in the narrations, there is a distinction between a person who is reciting an ayah, like Umar Abdullah anhu is reciting it in the khutbah, Abu Hurairah al-Thula'een, anhu is reciting in salah, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is reciting to the people who are sitting in front of him, right, and a wa'iz or a qas a storyteller or just a speaker somebody just advising right? so in a lecture often when a verse is quoted it's different you understand? there you're not required however you're sitting in front of a qari you know a person is reciting the Quran and he prostrates then you should also prostrate okay? so at these times yes if you're familiar with the places of sajda then definitely you should inform other people also like Umar رضي الله did. Inshallah, we'll conclude over here. There will be a quiz, online quiz, which you have to do, inshallah. So make sure that you make your account and uh, take the quiz, inshallah. Subhanakallahu bihamdik, ashadu wa ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.